Hello and welcome to another edition of SAFC Fan TV Extra Time. So, got a quite interesting short night, I think, based on what happened yesterday. But uh, but joining us on the podcast tonight, we've got Conrad. Conrad, how are you doing, mate? How was uh, your Monday been? It's been all right. I was on holiday today, so I wasn't at work. We went out with a little man, took him to his courses and clubs that he does at his age and then uh, another day off tomorrow before I'm back in so I haven't even started my week yet so it's been brilliant Is there any Newcastle fans where you were? Uh, yes my former boss it was funny actually um, last week he sent me a big long thing that he'd obviously copy and pasted from someone on Twitter about how Sunderland fans are deluded because they think we could beat beat them in general and I actually went it's not that I think we could beat you I said it's just the fear in you that we could and I said imagine <laughs> this is on Thursday I can get it on my phone if needs be I went imagine if we get you in the FA Cup and we do you's over and then on Saturday it was like oh, it's coming true it's good <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do it so now he was a bit like he only sent back a reply saying like ha ha and I was like you're scared you're, you're scared now. scared you're scared now and then also on the short night we've got Mike Mike good evening how has your Monday been all right, I work from home and I'm a web developer, so I'm always on holiday. It's uh... <laughs> just yes. make sure the com- make sure the computer doesn't lock itself. Job done. That's all yeah. I need to do. <laughs> you must have the same kind of job as me, so you. I work from home as well. I just keep moving the mouse a few times, so it doesn't. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's difficult when you're napping, but you know, there's there's ways. <laughs> yes. So if you've been. Uh under a rock or in a darkened room for the last 20 hours. If you didn't hear, we've drawn Newcastle in the FA Cup third round. Uh, I thought I was in a daydream yesterday when I saw it, but um, what was your initial thoughts when it came out, Mike? You know, when you... <laughs> well, well, anybody who watches the channel knows I'm the eternal optimist and predict 5-0 every week. So I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing. You know, I know people are worried uh, to get rid of a streak and I know it's not a winning streak, but we're still not lost to them in eight nine games something like that I I'm not sure the actual number. In is it 10, 10 i think yeah so mm. there you go so that, that's the record we want to continue but yeah um to quote some random manager that nobody knows i'd love it if we beat them <laughs> love it <laughs> oh dear me love it, love it, love it. Conrad, did you watch it live or did you just, did you? No, so funnily enough, I was I said to the missus just before we set off, I went, oh, the FA Cup draws at one. And normally I've made an effort to sort of go, go on, I'll, I'll stick it on, see what happens. But then you end up seeing like Sunderland versus like Maidenhead. Right. <laughs> right. Great. I've wasted my time. Um, so I just, I, I didn't bother. I thought I'll just see it later on. It'd be Gillingham or someone, you know, it won't matter. Um and then all of a sudden, my phone just started going mental. And it was our group. It was other groups I was in. And I thought, oh, we must have got, like, Liverpool or Man City at home or or some or Arsenal, just, you know, someone that's, like, a big team that we've got back at home and it'll feel like a, an old-fashioned Premier League game. And then I, I quickly went on Sky and it was just Sunderland versus Newcastle. And I, I remember just being like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like... And then there was that that sort of fear of, oh, my God, they're going to batter us. And then there was that fear of, what happens if they don't? What happens if they actually don't? Because like, We, we uh, are in a much better position than yes. their fans. Well, that's, well, that's to be fair. Right. The pressures are on them. They, they have, we've got no yeah. to lose. We're, we're expecting a friend of mine, <laughs> he supports Newcastle, and he just went, this is a lose-lose game for us. I'd rather never play you again. He goes, <laughs> if you win, 
it's like the end of everything for like forever until we eventually start beating you again. He goes, and if we win and don't win by at least five or six, it's embarrassing. It's like, yeah. And I know Jack Shields in our one was a bit like, oh, I can't, I can't watch it if they they beat us. And I'm sitting there going, I've, I've sat through the five one. Yeah, I've sat through the four one. I don't want it to happen again. Absolutely not. But I'm sitting there going, I got over it. And uh, we then went on a 10-game unbeaten streak. I would rather keep winning against them than have a day where we absolutely smashed them. Like, you just keep eking out 1-0 20 years in a row. It'd be fantastic for me. I mean, the thing is, you know, if you look at previous history in the FA Cup, they've went out in the third round in the last two rounds. They got beat off Sheffield Wednesday and Cambridge. So... Do you know what the interesting part of that is? Two years ago, third round to a League Two team. Last year, third round League One team. This year, year, third round Championship team. <laughs> and then when we get promoted next year, we'll do them again in the FA Cup. I just, I, if we if we could pull it off, they would have to, they'd all have to go into hiding, wouldn't they? It's like mm. the what, what, do they, what do they do? Because, I mean, do they play like it's a derby and put a strong team out? Because they've got Liverpool before us and City after us. Mm. And That's uh, two massive another, games for them. They've got another FA Cup... Not another, they've got another Champions League game coming up. I'm sure they're still in the Carabao, which might be somewhere sandwiched in December as well. Potentially then with a semi-final uh, double header coming up in January as well. So you're sitting there going, you're fighting, as daft as it sounds, fighting on all four fronts. Mm -hmm. Are you really, like, Eddie Howard usually take take this, you'd imagine, as a time to sort of rest the team. But his fans aren't going to let him rest the team because they want to beat us. So it's that thing of his hands are tied. He has to to go for it, really. And and I know he will. He's He's a smart man, Eddie Howard. He's my choice for the next England boss, despite being Newcastle manager, just because of the way he plays and the way he sort of gets his team set up. But it's just, it's like you say, it just feels like, is this the perfect storm? Like, mm-hmm. of everything that was going to align for us? And it, it probably won't. I think but it might. It might. As long as we give them a game and we're going to get buttered, yeah. I'll be happy. That's, that's yeah, all I have to like, go If for. it was the Fulham, was yeah. Fulham last year, if, say, we got 1-1 at our place and we went to their place and we narrowly lost, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's the end of everything. Well, Mowbray out and, and this, that, and that. I'm sitting there going, you spent 300 million. We have probably haven't spent 300 pence in like Sorry. the last three years of our owners, and you only just got past us. Well done, you. Tony Mowbray might not even be in charge come January the 6th. There's that as well. Yeah. Start yeah. of January, sign Diallo, ask Lee, Catamole to come, ask Lee Catamole to come back for one game. Yeah. Job done. <laughs> Didn't I say in the group I went like, uh, oh, um, sack Mowbray two games before the derby, get a new manager in, loses his first game and beats the Mags. That's the general rule of rule of being a Sunderland manager. Uh, but yeah, it was like Diallo joins on the first, comes off the bench on the sixth, and handballs in a winner on like the ninety third minute at the Stadium of Light. Or you can see none of our strikers score until then. Then Meander, yeah. Meander, last minute bullet header or Emia bullet header. All four, four, four nil. Nil. <laughs> Just get them all on. They all break we're, their gold in that game. We're going to win. The police are going to have to hide the horses. <laughs> and that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I did like all the jokes, though. It was about like um, 
Nissan's HR waking up the next day to see 25,000 holiday requests for the sequence 7th of uh, January. Like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Have we got a kickoff time yet, or is it still TBC? Well, yeah, I'm guessing I'm guessing it'll be 12 o'clock. The place, the place, I keep seeing it at 745. I don't have seen that twice. It can be. I can't, it can't be. Norway, the police are allowed. It'd be amazing if it was, but it can't be. Like, yeah. Well, like, the, 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 like, I don't know if you've thought this is it. So, when we played other derby games, apart from when we won, of course. So, like, I'm thinking the, the last time they won at our place 1 0, or when it was 1 1 and we equalised a couple of minutes from the end. Like, midday kickoffs, and there's just no atmosphere at no. them because everyone's no. just like, oh, it's what's the point in this? And it sort of feels a bit false. You sort of go, just make it two o'clock or yeah. one o'clock at the very late, at the very earliest. Like this, this stadium, it's going to be a sellout. I don't care what yeah. time the kickoff is. This is going to be a sellout. Oh, yeah. Do you, think well, move, is the... do you think they'll move the away fans or not? Based no, on what... they'll leave them up there. They'll leave them up there. Oh, and they'll... Like, I mean, how it happened. Yeah. Do you sit in the north <laughs> north end? Oh dear. <laughs> you, you and Terry with your uh, with your hard hats on. Hard hats on. I mean, it depends on when they give them. I suppose. I mean, I, I think the keep saying seven or nine thousand, and I was, a, but I thought you only had to give them like ten percent of your ground. But fifteen percent allowed allowed up to fifteen percent. Right, it's again the police and not and not allow that. Maybe. No, just give them the usual. 10% that you have to do and just be like, there you go. That's yep. that's Crack literally it. Crack on. Mm. Object objectively, what do you think our chances are, not as a fan? Well, well, we've, got it. We, we've got every chance of beating them. We're a upper mid-table sort of team in the championship that generally play better the better side we're playing. Um, mm -hmm. They're usually in our position of like, this team's better than us, so we have to play like this against them. They're not usually the dominating team in a game. And when they have been, that's, to me, from an outsider's perspective, when they struggle to, to sort of break break sides down, I, I think they have, they obviously do win a lot of games still, but example, Sheffield Wednesday last season, they should have battered them. They had pretty much a first team out and lost 2-0. Can and consi considering the gap in where we're playing and the money involved, uh, the actual odds, like betting odds, we're, we're only at four to one. Oh, we'll be at home, you know, we're strong. Yeah. I mean, mm. if we get a, get a championship referee as well, all the better. There's mm. no VAR. Yeah. yeah, there's no, yeah, I didn't think there would be a VAR, would there? Because you can't do it in some games and not in others. So, I if it had been at that. their ground, would there have been VAR? I think so. That, they do this. They do this dodgy thing where the Premier League grounds can hold yeah. VAR, but the other ones can't. And it's like, well, that's not fair. Then that someone in League Two could go out because they don't do a VAR no. check, but someone in the Premier League would get it. Shocking. Shocking. I mean, let's see. On on a one-off game, how can happen? And there's no reason why we we couldn't do it. I really didn't. No, know. there's, there's absolutely not. And and yes, we're the underdogs as as. Most of my lifetime in games against Newcastle, we we have been, even when we were both bottom end of the chap in bottom end of the Premiership. I still always thought of us as the underdogs to them, even if we were slightly higher up in the league or or I thought our team was better on paper. I still thought, yeah, it's it's, it's we're the underdogs in this game here. They're still better than us. 
Yeah. Well, I've, I've had some some mags commenting on on my channel. I did a video, and even some of them are saying you know, they they're on a height and out really. That like I said, they the the pressures all to get a result and to get a big result because of where they are. It feels. Um, do you remember uh, the Checker Trade run with Jack Ross? We played their under twenty ones. Yeah. And it, it's not quite the same scale, of course, but that feels a bit of like a we're on a hide and nothing because. We're either going to get beat by their under twenty ones, or we were going to beat them, and so we should. We're an actual team, and they're like a bunch of kids, and we won four nil in the end. But it took us till the second half to score all four, and it was still a bit like a like you didn't feel good at the end of it. You're just like right, we went nothing, like absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of it. I just think for, for us, I think maybe we should just keep Luke or nine up the side. That's that's the only thing for me is because. Just need to keep eleven players on the pitch. Yeah, he is a liability, but he's also one of those players that's got passion for the club that you want on the pitch in a derby. It's like having mm-hmm. Catamol. You think he's probably going to get sent off during this game, but you wouldn't want him not on the game in, in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's that's a difficult one. He just needs to, if he's going to go off, do it for a crunching tackle, yeah. not for a silly <laughs> pull down in the box. You know. Yeah. Could we get Chris Maguire back for one game? <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> just yeah, just complete shit house the game entirely. Just uh, start winding up all their managers and staff on the touchline and stuff. Um, oh, another thing we haven't mentioned is how many injuries they've got. And then was it announced today that Nick Pope's now out for five months? Five, yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, if they if they like to do this joke the other way, but if he he was a keeper with shorter arms, maybe he wouldn't have hurt his arm so badly. <laughs> you know. Correct, a gangly right. freak. So they, they might have the option, but to play a strong side. I mean, what would even what would top it off even better is if we played a weakened team and then beat them. That would be mm. even better. Yeah, it's. Um, I did see, and I, I still think this is the best comment about the whole thing on Twitter, which was the top five dribblers on the day at the ground will be Patrick Roberts, Jack Clark, uh, Anthony Gordon, Al Myron, and Adam Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> did you mean? He needs to get. He needs to get the team right. Currently, yes. Before we get there, well, what, it, there can't be a striker on the pitch that still hasn't scored for a game like that. It, so no. he needs to. He needs to get that right in the next few games to give us a fighting chance. I still think he'll go back to doing the no strikers thing. I was just about to say that. I think that's that's the way I think he'd play it. And lock it in and sort of put Bellingham as like the furthest one forward. Or if he had to play one, I think he'd play Bairstow. Mm, Just because... I don't know if I put this in the group the other day, but I never thought I'd say this at the end of last season. Weirdly, we should go for Geldhart Mm -hmm. because he didn't score for us, so he'd fit in perfectly with all our strikers. But our team still scored a shit ton of goals when he did play for us and he was a proper soldier up front for us and bullied defenders and just caused an issue. Whereas they're not even doing that and he's not getting a game at Leeds. So you're sitting there going, I know we don't think we're not going to do it because we don't need five strikers, but yeah, that's what you want my ender to do. He's got that strength. That's what you want my ender to do. I'd probably send Burstall back to Chelsea in January. Jacking. Mm, I would. It just does to me. It just doesn't offer us now. It just doesn't offer now at all. And I, I mean, Saturday, I, I mean, the subs on Saturday, 
when we when we took burst to off and went back to that no strike a bit for the last for, for 15 20 minutes we, we suddenly started playing again mm. it's the um what was it? The, it we've had this for years where when we bring a lone striker in and they do nout and then they'll go on to to better yeah. things so you've got like Kaziah Sterling when we had him and that Semedo Bournemouth starter and um, I'm trying to think of the other ones but the, we, I'm sure we've had people that have gone in on loan and were like who is this he's going to be absolutely shocking doesn't do anything for us and then goes on to do alright for somebody Aye. apart from Diallo who was amazing apart from my apart from my life it's a strange one it's a strange one we, we like stats sometimes we've not what? lost to them in a cup since 1909 yeah in a cup and we've game. won two cups since then. Yeah, we've not lost them in cup games. There was a few draws, but we beat them, we beat them in nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah. We beat them in the cup quarter final, I think, down there. Then we beat them in the league cup on penalties mm. in seventy-nine. Yeah. Beat them in the playoffs in nineteen ninety. Well, that's that was that was going to be my my standout game. Would it would have been against the Mags? Would have been the nineteen ninety playoff semi-final. It was just unreal. Unreal. I mean, two 0 at their place, wasn't it? It's now changing our place. Where it was that Paul Hardy and Mister Penalty? That's where he followed up and nearly kicked his head off. Kicked him in the head after afterwards. <laughs> when uh, when Gabbiadini got the second one, they had just had a pitch invasion and tried to get the game abandoned. They jumped on the pitch and they were jumping on the bar and it was just absolutely hell on. But uh, that that was probably probably one of my standout moments. That of the derby games it was class. I watched like um, a reel of that not so long ago because I've ne I never actually watched that game, um, but they were like in Norwich colours as well, weren't they? they were, yeah, it was their yeah. away strip looked yeah, like Norwich. Because yeah. I was watching the game and I was thinking, is that Newcastle? I couldn't tell. Were we in blue <laughs> as well that game? The weird was the blue strip, I. Yeah, yeah. The um, I think the standout one for for me, well, the first one I remember being several years younger than both of you. Uh, first one I remember was uh, the 2-1 um, in that downpour at St. James's Park where they kicked the ball and it wouldn't move further than this. It was just getting caught in the ball. I think Kieran Dyer scored for them 1-0 um, and then Quinn got like a flick header and then Phillips lobbed the keeper yeah. after it. Because someone yeah, two-footed Shearer who stood on the ball because it didn't move swung the cross straight in and uh, Phillips dinked it over him. I was watching it at the Stadium of Light on a beam back. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. When we did that one, and then the next year we did the bean back again, and uh, Gary Speed, yeah, Speed scored after like two, three minutes, um, and then what was it? Hutchison equalised. Quinn and then header, and then, and then, then yeah. Quinn giving away a penalty, and for Tommy to save it, those are the two was, I remember. Which was that? Was that the one when Rude Hullard dropped Shearer? Was that? Was that the first? That's game? the first one. The first one is when Rude Hullard dropped Shearer and Ferguson and yeah, played Sunderland that, fan Paul. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and played Sunderland fan. I think Paul Robinson up yes. front. <laughs> that was um, that was ninety six. Was it ninety six? Ninety seven? No, that was Okay. And then, um, then the year afterwards, Bobby Robson was was in charge yeah. of Newcastle. Then, but we yeah, still yeah. won. What's your best moment, Mike? What's your, what's one of your standout games? Um. Well. I'm much younger than both of you. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know how maths works in Burnley. <laughs> um, to be honest, it was the 3-0 um, in 2013 because I think it was two draws before that 
and that for me was the start of that winning streak. That dirty that, Canio one. Canio, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love the passion. The that was the sliding knees. And that for years, even before that, that's I said that's what we need is a, a manager with passion, that kind of passion. And that after that, I thought we were untouchable after that. That that game really set a precedent for me. Obviously, we were. It did feel it did feel with Decanio always though fake passion. I don't know why, because yeah. he did that for every club that he went to. Do you know? Right. But the, the, it, you are right. It's exactly what we needed at that moment. Somebody was just like, "I'm going to have this. This is yeah. my arena." And I liked was, I liked Coleman as a manager for the same reason. I think he had genuine passion. I think he genuinely did yeah. like love the club. And but yeah, that that three nil victory it was an absolutely great game, what, and what about, it was the start. What about the year? The year after was it? The year after when Adam Johnson scored in, in the last minute. Was it the year after? No, that wasn't that one. No, so it was. This is oh, I've got this right. So it was three nil that one. Yeah. Then yeah. it was two one. Gus Poyet at Stadium of Light. Yes. Three nil at their place in the yellow kit. Um, what was it? Uh, Barini, Johnson, and Colback yes. pushing his own uh, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then it was the one nil at their place. The season afterwards, it was just before Christmas. It was like the the Johnson one, and then it was. I think he got sacked. An advocate came in, and we won one nil. Defoe's volley. Oh, Defoe's volley. And then he got. And then he got sacked, and Sam Allardyce won three nil, and then drew one all at their place, and they went down, and then we went down yeah, again, again and again. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, uh, nice. some, classics, some classics amongst them. Like, I mean, the, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean I, we I, all we all have the same bad memory. I'm just going to say it. Uh, like, just for interest offence, we all have the same bad one stuck in the mind of Kevin Nolan chicken dancing. Oh, that. I actually, the worst one I had. Actually, I don't think. I mean, that's awful. But the four one four in one the season. Yeah, where we got relegated. Uh, we were already relegated at that point, thank God. Um, but yeah, Justin Hoyt, half-time, 1-0 Sunderland. And then just how we... I think they scored three goals in like six minutes. And it was just... Oh, it, was and it was Shearer's last game. Then Arca fell on him and he was injured. And that was last it. Week. And then um, yeah. his last goal. And then uh, Albert Luque, who didn't even score goals for Newcastle, somehow went through the entire team and dinked it past... Kelvin Davis, who oh, you'll hear from me about later. Yeah. And me, funnily enough. You're one strong, Wayne. <laughs> I, I, I want a result. I mean, I was like, say, I was looking through the history of this before because I knew we were going to be doing this show. And uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Wayne remembers, but I don't remember 1908, the 9 1. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. left school. I was 21 at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently Newcastle were down to nine men, but still no excuse. Um, it, and it was yeah. the uh, largest victory ever in in that derby. So, yeah, if we could top that, I'd be happy for the rest of the season yeah. for a while. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know if it's... Obviously, it's been seven years since the last one, but like I say, I, on the video I'd done yesterday, I've had quite a few mags come on the, on the comments and actually been quite nice. I wouldn't yeah. ask that's mm. odd, the, the odd mug that was quite nice, but seems like you're never gonna be, it's never gonna be like it was like when they had the season ban. 
between between yeah. the teams. I think yeah. even like in the early 2000s, and there's a few derbies I couldn't get to. There was a club near me. I lived in Ferry Hill, and half the club was Newcastle and half was Sunderland. And even then, mm. it was just banter. It's got a lot more friendly. There's, it, like with I, all football, it's a minority of people, isn't it? So. Yeah. I uh, um, There's a bit of shame in saying this as well. Because we haven't been anywhere near them for so long, there was a bit of me going, ah, fair play to them. Fuck up the top six in the Premier League, like yeah. just dis, uh, disturb the establishment because I, I hate the way that the big teams with the money have their sort of stranglehold over it. And I was like, well, anyone. And then as we've been getting gradually closer and closer back up, that hatred has been like creeping back in of like <laughs> stuff that they do. And I'm just like, normally I'm like, so when they beat Arsenal the other week, I was a bit like, ah, sod you, Arsenal. That's that's half that. <laughs> but then it was like, when they were beating Chelsea last year, and I was like, oh, all right, well done. And then I went, what do you mean they're three points off top in December? <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> you can't be that good. Like, no, none of that. So, and then all of a sudden, like we said the other day, when, when the draw got made, that hatred just suddenly just went, Woof, and I was just like, scum, hate them, can't stand I did, them. I, had, uh, I was in a United pub um, the other day when they played against United. Um, but even then, they eked like a 1-0 win and nothing major... For the amount of money in there, there's nothing majorly impressive as far as I'm well, concerned. Still it's it's going to be one of those games. If we get an early goal, we could easily win it. But I don't think we could hold out like 0-0 for 90 minutes there. I, we oh, can't no. We can't defend in a game like that. We have to go to win. We can't just play mm. and hope we frustrate them and steal one. We have to play like we were going to win or trying to win that game. And yeah. I think... Their fullbacks are are arguably their strongest point in terms of Trippier and uh, Tino uh, Livermento. So their strongest point in defence matches up against our strongest points of attack, really. So it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, Shah's not a, a pushover, a centre back, and and so we're seeing is neither is Lascelles because Botman. I sound like I know a lot of their players, but I have that many Newcastle. Fans who still want me to go to the pub and watch their games that I've just sort of picked up what they're talking about, but we'll make them mad. We might see really Manpio at right back instead if they're going to. No, he's injured. Game. I did think I, well, because <laughs> he's injured because that was the funniest thing that they listed all their players that were injured on this graphic, and he was at the bottom. And I went, <laughs> "God, you really are screaming the Baron if you <laughs> count him as like <laughs> if you're if you're going, God, look how bad we are. Javier Manquillo's injured. <laughs> really, God, your life's hard for you, isn't it?" The, um, I wish he was injured for the 38 games he played for us. <laughs> there's a sideline worry for me. We we beat them. We beat them substantially. Jack Clark gets a hat trick, and all of a sudden we're in the middle of January. Jack Clark looks like a wonder kid, even more so, and we're going to be fighting off the bidders. And he can't a new a put a bid in for him. <laughs> He's got a callback. <laughs> Well, at least with Colback, it wouldn't be for just because he was actually one of them. It would just be a money thing and a, a, a sort of. It doesn't have to move house. That's what it would probably be. I don't have to move house, and like um, I've got a potential European football. But no, it, you don't forgive anyone that makes that journey. No, no, not at all. Even I mean, Bracewell, Bracewell went there, then came back, didn't he? Yeah, Barry Venison. You, you tend to forgive the ones. Who have a gap in between, and the, yeah. So, like, I still maintain that Titus Bramble for us was all right, 
for the two years that he played for us. But but he left Newcastle like years before he even sort of came near to us. Um, yeah, given- I'm trying to think of anyone. Well, Shea Given won his only medal with us um, back then. Um, who else? Did they are? Steve Harper. That that one always Steve felt Harper. wrong when he was number three keeper. That always felt a bit like, why are you here? Like, yeah. Lion, did Lionel Perez sign for them all? Was, did Lionel Perez sign for the Mags and all? Didn't he play for them before us? I'm not sure. sure. He, was, he was at Villa before us, wasn't he? Lionel Perez. I'm sure he signed there afterwards, didn't he? Let's have a look. Lionel Louis Saha. Louis Saha, aye. It was massive gap in between. Like I yeah. think it was a good ten years between them as well. And it was sixty-five. Lee Clark, <laughs> Andy, Lee Andy Clark. Cole. Andy Cole. Uh, you're right. I forgot uh, we even had him. <laughs> after us, Lionel Perez went to Newcastle and played three years and never played a game. Aye, I thought that's I thought it was after. Mm. David yeah, Kelly. There's, there's some ones in there. David Kelly. Did he? Did he play for both of us? Did, didn't he? Before my time. <laughs> he scored loads of goals for them when they got in the championship and he signed for us a few years later and it was absolutely dog shit. It's usually uh, the way they go. Normally the case, isn't it? It's... Van Arnold. Van Arnold. He didn't play for Newcastle, did Yedlin. he? Yedlin. Yeah. Yedlin, yeah. Yedlin was always a weird one because I really wanted us to keep him uh, the year that he had with Sam Allardyce and thought... He's a really good attacking fullback, and then obviously Moyes didn't think so and thought Don Love was better. <laughs> and Yedlin then it dropped down to Newcastle in the Championship, and it always felt like, but you were you were doing fine in the Premier League for us. Why have you yeah. done that? But then he came up and he did all right with them as well. I think so. Just checked. Van Arnold was at Newcastle, who's on loan there in two thousand ten. Yeah, was it Chelsea? Ah, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. Seven. Years. So that's before he before he signed for us, though. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. Interesting. I'm just thinking of some more standout moments. My, one of my standout moments of the games has to be Stephen Taylor nutting the post when Stephen Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, picture class when you see his fierce planting the post. It's like almost like Stephen Taylor shoving him into the uh, post as well. The um, I think the one that always leaves a sour taste for me. Do you remember the so it's a loss, but do you remember the year Roy Keane was manager and uh, first year in the Premier League with him? They made the the police made us go to the ground like four hours beforehand to be like just for safety reasons. So we were sat around for ages waiting to sort of like come in and like obviously things got a bit bored and just. And it just felt like we never quite got going like, in that game. Um, and then I, I remember because they made a big deal out of it the next season when Sabrasia was manager to be like, the police like, oh, can you come again like four hours before? And we said, no, yeah. we'll turn up like an hour before the game and that's it. You just have to deal with it because yeah. it really sort of impacted our sort of momentum. Well, it is. It's like, it's like if somebody asked you for to get into work four hours early, you'd be like, well. Yeah. Just to what? sit there and do now, like <laughs> why? Sessegnon's red card. I always thought that was hilarious. It was a draw, I think, the game, but it's because he'd been on international leave, and me and my mates were sort of joking that because remember he wasn't going to make it back. They were like, "Oh, his, his flight's stuck. He's delayed." He's da da da, and he got back. I think the morning of the game, and literally went straight into the team. It was on a yellow card for the longest point, and we just kept joking that they were winding up by just going. 
how's the flight, mate? Like all game. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end, he punched Teote in the face, and you're a bit like, you can just imagine them just winding him up, going, Did you have to fly economy? Like, just all this sort of. Catamol uh, being sent off after the mm-hmm. full time whistle as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know which game that one was, but I think it might have been the same one. Assessing uh, you, we lost them both, maybe, but. Um, I rem- the the one that stands out is got to be Defoe for the, the volley because I was sat south stand not quite behind it I was sort of sat that way on it but even when it came over you just thought he's hit that too high there's no way it's gonna sort of dip in and the fact that it didn't like clip the bar on the way in you didn't know it had gone in until you saw the net actually move back with the ball's trajectory coming down and the place just went absolutely oh, mad like. And my mate who I was with had gone to get a beer and missed the goal. Oh, missed no. arguably the greatest goal <laughs> of like a derby you'll ever see. Like, just, yeah. Do you remember well, that year we, we scored two worldies? Um, Liam Lawrence and Stephen Elliott both scored absolute worldies yeah. at St. James's Park. Yeah. Like, proper like 25-yard screamers, each one of them. And it was like, where the fuck have I you did. been all season? Well, there was a little that, the free kick. Was it, yeah. Key Richardson, the free kick at home, yeah. that rocket, and then he took the back of the net off. Yeah, that that was the first time we'd beaten him at home in like 20 years, eight was the first time, years or something. Yeah. Danny Higginbotham's goal the year before for the 1 1. I don't know why that's just jumps to my mind because if you, if you watch the game, you'll see Jones chasing their defender back, and they should, we never should have had a corner, but he forced one of them to just hoof it out of play. He then sprinted and took the corner himself. And it's like, no, no, you need to be in the box, mate. And you see Higginbotham, who's literally like in his own half, just going, I'll get there. <laughs> didn't, didn't break stride just to sort of nod it past the keeper. And it was just like, How, what have we done? Like, this is the easiest goal we've ever scored. Like, And he, and they celebrated in my corner. I was only in like the fifth row. So it just felt like even better when they come to your side of the, the ground. Class. What was your standout going, Mike? What's your best goal you've ever seen in the derby? Um, it was unfortunately Adam Johnson's <laughs> in the uh, in the three nil one we mentioned before. Just going to get it in early. Shame he's a nonce before anyone <laughs> starts doing anything. Shame he's a nonce. Right, move on. On the pitch, Adam it. Johnson. Off the pitch, no, nothing to do with him. But yeah, it was an absolute <laughs> yeah. screamer. I mean, it, it, it was. Which one's he, this? Um, was it? Was it when we he won scored three nil? He scored. Three uh, games he scored four times. A, no, did he get four? Because he got one in the Decanio 3-0. He got... Uh, he didn't get one in the 2-1. He got a tap-in in the 3-0 for Poyer. He scored the winner the last the one nil. Yeah, And he scored a penalty for Sam Adonis. Oh, yeah. No, it was, I'm sure it was the Decanio one. I'm sure. Yeah, the curler. The then, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was an absolute screamer. So, but mm-hmm. I liked. Um, you're you're picking that over David Vaughan screamer. David Vaughan yeah. yeah. started off outside of the post, and then listen stopped. before his shigan- before his shenanigans. He, I liked him as a player. <laughs> but I liked I um I liked Jean when we had him, and I, we didn't win. Yeah. But he he got the equaliser, Bumble the last minute equaliser, yeah. in the one one. But it, it, I, it hit him I loved and went him. In. Yeah, 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 but I loved him as a player. Um, and I, my- I'll have to send you a picture, but it's going back to the game you were on about there with the Adam Johnson goal, the 3 0. I'd stayed at the uh, girlfriend at the time, wife now. I stayed at her house and I was like, shit, I need to get back for the for the derby. Uh, 
I've I've only got oh I ain't got some other socks, I ain't got some this, I ain't got some. So she gave me these stupid, and I do mean stupid. They are pink and white fluffy leg warmers. She got thinking she was taking the piss, right? <laughs> that I had to wear to to get in the cart to go out, and I was like, oh man, they're like sort of like sock height. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, like so I went home. <laughs> Yeah, a bit, they're not not dissimilar, and uh, I'll send I'll send I'll send you a picture. But obviously, I got home just in time for the game, so I just kept them on, and we won three nil. So then I thought, oh well, the next time we play them, I'll I'll wear them just for. A, she and she was like, you won't wear them in the stadium light for a laugh, and I was like, I will. And we won again. So then it became a thing, <laughs> and now it's a bit like I still. I still have them. <laughs> I'm a bit like I'm going to have to wear them again. Better wear them. Better wear them. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm going to have to have them on at the stadium. I like just to be like, if we win again, I will just be like, these are, these, these are the ones. These are the little socks, dear me. All right. So now, uh, I mean, in, wrapping up, Wayne. What was yours then? Moments and goals. Um, well, I see. My, my moment would be Gabbiadini. It's I uh, Gabby Dini getting the, the, the winner, the pitch invasion, just all them, you know, all the mags just trying to get the game stopped on the banner. There was absolutely hell on. Because that's probably my standout moment. Goal would have to be Defoe. Defoe's volley mm. was absolutely unbelievable. At the time, you know, we were looking like getting relegated when we were, we were fighting for our lives again. I think we were gonna get battered and that just ignited our season, didn't it? It was like unreal. Yeah, oh, the, my... um, the the goal and the, the tears from him because he cried yeah. when he scored it, hadn't he? Yeah. Yours, comrade? Uh, I think I've done, oh, what was it? I think I've done them, but it's got to be Defoe. Defoe's goal just for the sheer moment of it. Uh, but David Vaughan's, even though I wasn't in the stadium, is arguably up there just because it was one of them that Sessignon scored first and I was like, yes, relax. We haven't beaten them in however long. Calm down. Johnson scored 2 0, 70 minutes, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. relax. It's Sunderland. <laughs> this is easily still a 3 2 Newcastle game. Calm down. And then David Vaughan scored his one in like the 85th minute, and I was around the living room, just like, it's over. <laughs> it's done. There's no chance now. Because it was almost like the emotion of it all came out in that game. Like, you, you could, you're not getting it now. Like, well, this is ours. You can't enjoy the games, can you? You didn't enjoy them. It's just if you win this no. afterwards, you enjoy them. But... Yeah. Mike, Mike, what's your standout goal and standout moment? Um, well, I think I've said the goal. Um I think the moment I think it's to, like I say, I think it's because I was there, but the Decanio slide and that yeah. whole game. You were at the that, you were at the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a game to be at. But I mean, that was superb. I think I'm sure if I'm I might be wrong, but I'm sure the same season we played Everton not long after and lost. Like five. No, we one, played Everton. And, we played Everton and won. We lost to Villa six one. Yeah, same well, season. I, I can't remember which game it was, but I went to the game. We lost like six one, and we were still yeah, singing Villa. about winning <laughs> yeah. at Newcastle. Yeah. And it's like, he, he, and their crowd was silent, and it, they were winning. Yeah. It was just surreal. But yeah, that because I was at that game, that's got to be my standout moment. When when you're there in person, oh, it's, it's a different experience, you know. Completely. I've never been to St James's in the away end. I kind of always want to, but I also kind of don't yeah. <laughs> at the same time. I just want. I don't want to go into your stadium, but sort of like. I think it's also a thing of like, oh my god, I'm in enemy territory, and they know exactly where I am. You know, I, it's, it's a intimidating, intimidating. Mm. 
so anybody watching or listening in the comments stick what your best goal is and best moment is of a derby you've seen there's a little challenge for you anyway before we go and i will we'll have some more videos close to the time and podcasts close to the time but at this moment in time give us a score prediction conrad <laughs> i have to go first as well uh one nil sunderland Ooh. Ooh. oh that's painful <laughs> we, we just eke it past eke it past and just to make it even better it'll be like them battering us for 90 minutes <laughs> patterson is on absolute fire oh nine's handballing them off the line and var isn't seeing anything <laughs> you know like they're denied penalty after penalty and then we clear the ball from a corner not dissimilar to adam johnson's winner that one nil yeah their defender their multi-million pound defender slips over doing his hamstring and like hemia runs through on goal and you're all <laughs> we're all sitting there going he's never going to score we've seen this before and he rounds to bravka and just slots it in and you just like 93rd minute and you just the stadium just goes absolutely insane a bit like so like a mixture of adam johnson's moment where we counter the free the, the corner added in with Zidong one yeah, like just yeah. rounds the keeper in the last second and just puts slots oh, in you just know there's no time left and you see like bruno Guimaraes crying on the pitch or something like that it'd be, oh, it'd be amazing that's just the stuff one one nil. Nil. Just yeah mike go on you know what I'm like. So five nil. Bradley Dak. Bradley Dak with the winner. Bradley Dak five nil. As long as Dak's not on the pitch, it's gonna be it's gonna be three one to Sunderland, and it's gonna play out as a three nil first half. And by the time Newcastle are bringing on first team players, because they have rested quite a few, it's too late. Backs are against the wall. They get one back, but it's not enough, and we scrape the win. Oh dear me! That's, that is that is a, a bold prediction. <laughs> well, I do believe that has to be settled on the deer, correct? No, I think no. there's replays. Is, is the replays in the third round, is there? Oh, now you've got a good check. We don't want Have a replay. Look. We don't want a no. replay. But I also don't want penalties at home. <laughs> well, that's going to be my... If, if, if it's going to be decided on the deer, that's going to be my choice. Penalties? Yeah. Nil-nil and penalties are a score and penalties. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup third and fourth round replays and uh, expected to be scrapped, but that was a while ago. Are they in this one? Uh, uh, I don't really know. They seem like they're talking about it, but I don't know if they actually are. Uh, is there a year? No. No, it's uh, they're talking about it from 2024, so it's got to be next season they're scrapped. Yeah, in rounds up, in rounds up to and including the fourth round proper results are in a draw or a replay. Yeah, penalties at their place. Imagine it's police coming for somebody. Yeah, it's me. It's it's mine. They're thinking that prediction was shocking. They've come to arrest me and take me to a loony bin. Um, I'm gonna go for a narrow two one win. Just to sneak it, I'm going to go them to score first, and I'm going to go us to score two late second half goals, both from Emir. They are brave, very brave. 
No. So, if, so if Emmy is sold on the first of January, that's just tempting feet and just wishing. <laughs> Imagine they literally do like one minute past midnight. Happy New Year, Ahmad signs. And you're like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> could happen. That is just the stuff dreams are made of. Anyway, mm. so like I say, get your comments in, in the comments or, or whatever you want to put them on if you're on the podcast as well. Uh, Best moment, best goal, and score prediction. What you think the score will be against the Mags on the sixth of January? Can we actually do it? Can we actually do it? Of course we can. Come on. Well, on that note, just can see you goodbye, Conrad. See you later, everyone, and uh, thanks for listening and watching wherever you are. Short and sweet, just like and Mike. Yep. Thanks for listening and watching, and can't wait to see your predictions and comments below. Yes. Should be interesting to see the least. But uh, until the next one, we'll let uh, we'll see you later. Ta-ra.